Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen and wankers to a brand new episode of Nuts Are Talking. <laughs> This is completely new. Finally. Finally. Oh, smooth. Um, Very smooth. Like, you know, I mean, you could sense there's a lot of like ten- tension. tension yeah. okay, you know why tension? Because who are we going to talk about? David yeah. Fincher. So yeah. who is David Fincher? Yeah. Lovin, well, he's an American filmmaker. Oh. And uh, what else should I say? <laughs> I think he's very... His new, his new film, uh, Mank, yes, is out in Netflix. And he's very well known for? Right now. Right now. Yes, and he's well known for, you know... Uh, so, was, he oh, was on the social network. And then, yes. you know, some uh, Seven, yeah. Zodiac, you know, like Dark, and uh, Thrillers yeah. mostly, you know? Except for a few movies. Mm. Yeah. Fun fact, he was born on the same day as me. Oh. Uh, yeah, August 28th. Oh, wow, nice. So, yeah, he's mostly known for his psychological thrillers. Mm. His movies has, his films has received 30 nominations, including two nominations for him as a wise director. Yeah. But he has never won. Yes. That's a kind in, of in, more crazy. Injustice, man. Yeah. Yeah. So he started off as a music director, uh, yep. mostly uh, known for his Madonna's uh, music video mm. "Express Yourself." He started off in 1983 and make it made his first film with Aliens in three uh, nine Aliens Alien Three yes. in 1990. Yes. Which, but he probably wouldn't like us talking about that also because he himself don't like yeah, that. He's he, he, he's gonna cancel us for that. So let's not talk about Alien Three. Yes. <laughs> let's start with Seven, uh, and then until so Gone Girl. Yes. yes. So Seven was his breakthrough, which came out in 1995, and he has been directing quite a lot—not a lot, but quality yes. feature films. Yeah, he, he, he takes huge gap. He takes huge yeah. gap, and his latest longest gap was six years. From 2014, Gone Girl. Yes, the he's just newly released film on Netflix yeah. called Mank. Yeah. So okay, let's go on to our first question, which is oh shit, I forget. No, I didn't. Okay. Um. So, Dave Fincher is mostly known for his high number of takes per scene or per shot. Uh, very very little directors do that because firstly because of time constraint and also because of you know the amount of materials they have to shoot over a month. So David Fincher is known for like taking a lot of retakes for the one scene up to like fifty, sixty, or hundred. So what or even hundred at times. So what do you guys think about his rationale for doing? Practicing this technique with his actors. Um, practice. I mean, but before that, before that, shall we talk about like the our favorite films, or you want to go straight into the? Fuck oh, okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> This was like, mm, okay, let's not mention that. And then David, you just have to, ah, uh, you just have. To. Wait, wait, I just want to. I have to. I just want to. Nothing. Like, <clears throat> say something, you know. This podcast is actually going nah, quite well. Now nah, you can see it. But nah, you can see it. I guess why, you know, okay. 
because of Carter. Carter is mm. not here. Mm. So hashtag fuck Carter. So back. Okay. Yes. Let's not that. So back to the question. Okay, Navin. Navin. Uh, okay, wait. We're continuing the sidetrack. Navin, you want to re-edit this? We ask the top questions <laughs> first, and then we can edit this. No, no, no. Let's go. Or we can continue this. We can just continue. Less, just continue. Which is less work for you. Okay. I see how. No, I'm no, no, no. This is not my problem. <laughs> yeah, that's really wrong, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. guys, since you fuck it up, what's okay. your top with David Finches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Top three. Okay, I would, in no particular order, I would choose Gone Girl, okay. Fight Club, and Seven. Uh, I mean, these are his, to me, these are his three. His his unofficial psychological okay, trilogy. Wait, before that, can I also include TV series? Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's best works lah. So yeah. Ooh, if if you're including um his television works, right? I wanna include Love, Death, and Robots, and then my Love, Death, and Robots. Which episode? Ah. Uh? Oh. He was the executive producer. Yeah. 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 Correct, correct. It's been a while, sir. I mean, yes, yes, yeah. Oh. I was okay. Uh, so I think my favorite is uh Fight Club, Zodiac. You think? Mm-hmm. And um, okay. Hmm. Yeah, with social network. Yeah. Okay. 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 Not in, not in it. I mean, okay. I'll say particular order. Fight Club will be first. And then, uh, social network then Zodiac. Mm. Yep, that's mine. Okay. For me, in no okay. order, but uh, I would say seven. Uh, Fight Club. Mm. And this is when I cannot choose. Mm. It's either because they are both like kind of similar in in terms of storytelling. So, no Zodiac. Or. Oh. My Hunter. Hunter, yeah. Zodiac, My Hunter. I think My Hunter is very solid, but this is not complete yet. That's why I don't want to say that My Hunter is my mm-hmm. favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting. Okay, okay. Now we can go to the second question, right? right? Yes. Second question. Second question. See, guys, this is how we fix things in filmmaking. Even though we already did it, no. but no, we already won't. did it. <laughs> okay, our second question. Um, David Fincher is known for having up to like 50, 60 retakes per scene of yeah. or individual shots. He gives as much control over uh, o- uh, OTS as well as for the white shots for a scene. Saying that he if an actor can give his mm. absolute best in the white shot, he should, he or she should give that equal amount of quality yeah. work in the OTS shot. So, this excessive excessive number of retakes can usually it, it, it's not a very common uh, exercise done by directors in Hollywood, or even like for feature yeah. films where time is money, you know. So. 
what are your guys' opinions on his uh this this work style of his? Um, Sakis, no? maybe you can I Sakis. I mean, another name that pops up into my mind when we're talking about this is Stanley Kubrick. Uh. Kubrick, uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know how uh, David Fincher like kind of works when it comes... I, like, you know Stanley Kubrick is a perfectionist, right? Yes. But I'm not sure about David Fincher because, you know, I never really do my research on him. Mm. Um, But I respect him mm. for the stuff he has created like, over the years. Mm. Uh, when it comes to like right now in the modern days right where you want to tire your actors and stuff mm. I think it's okay especially when it's not on film you're not shooting on film yeah yep, yep. yeah so I feel yeah. like hey if you're not shooting on film then just go for 100 take uh, why not right yes because at the, at the end of the day as a director you want the best performance yes for the actor yes. so I that's literally the job of a director to yeah yeah plus he's a EP and stuff so why not yeah yeah Mm, but but if you because since you mentioned Stanley Kubrick right and Stanley Kubrick shot his films on film so so what's what's the difference between these two I think Stanley Kubrick is I feel like this one can be another podcast episode by itself, lah. But to actually like like make it like a small answer, I think Stanley Kubrick can be a cunt at times, lah. Uh, he can be really harsh to his actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if he get what he wants, he's happy, lah. You know. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Novin, and also adding to the point because uh, you know, both of them, uh, they take the creative control of the entire film from start to finish. So the studio gives them the permission. So, you know, for them, like, time is not really a, mm-hmm. like, an issue because the creative control is them. You know, if you want 100,000 takes, you'll go for it because it's like, I see David Fincher movies, like, it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, each and everything is perfect. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah, it does, you know, yeah. tie out the actors and stuff. But I've seen, like, documentaries of him. Like, recently, I watched, like, uh, The Making of Social Network and the way, like, he talked to the actors mm-hmm. for after each take. It's like, it's just a minute, minute details, you know, tiny, tiny details. And then each take is like, sort of like different. You can see the difference in it. Yeah. And I mean, some people might say, if you're taking an emotional scene, maybe like one or twice is enough because, you know, like, it's easier to quickly done and get over with because yeah, like, yeah. you know, the emotion won't, like, you can't keep the emotion like very long. But then, the scene where Andrew Garfield confront mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg no, the whole scene where you break the laptop and everything. I think it took like 25 or 30 days. But each time, I think uh, Andrew Garfield said he's going more deeper and deeper into the mindset. So he brought the best out of him. So I think as, as I mean, as long as the director knows mm. what he wants and he won't stop until he get. So I think that's quite cool. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, ultimately you want to give the best version of the film you want. I mean, you can. So, yeah. I mean, if you know what you yeah. want, you should go. And yeah, if you know what I want, uh, you know, don't be a cunt, you know, like, thing. the way he directs the actors, it's not like, you know, he pushing them or anything. He just tells them, you know, like, this is the stuff I want. So maybe you can try this, or you can try this and stuff. So, mm. Yeah. In a way, actors that have worked with him repeatedly, uh, you know, they have said that, that, that this technique yes. actually gives them a lot of uh, freedom to yeah. try out yeah. a yeah. slightly yeah. different yeah. version of that scene, you know. 
So at the, at the end of the day, I think it's it's really whether the actors can trust yeah. the director mm. with mm. the reasoning of what he wants instead of being oh uh, it, uh oh I don't know why let's just keep doing it until you know which is which is not yeah the proper reasoning of all. And David Fincher clearly has a reason behind this technique, which is why he does it for every film he does. You know, um, it's not just for that one type of story, but it's for the actors and and all that. And wait, wait, wait. before okay, you move on, let's on go the side, to our next question. We were talking about how he treats actors and stuff, right? And how actors kind of like uh, find it amazing that he actually gives them the freedom to act. Uh, I also want to point out that uh, there are some DPs, mm. editors they actually work with and he continues to work with the same people and and then he also said this mm. in the interview or something about like you don't have to love your co-workers but all you have to do is respect them and they respect yeah. you you know so that's how filmmaking not just filmmaking life works ma. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, if you actually look through all his editors casting directors uh, DPs even even sound designer and stuff, it's actually all the same guys. It's yeah, not because yeah. he don't trust anyone, it's just that he respect the work they be giving throughout the years. Yeah. yeah. It's DP mostly, so like Jeff Cronenwood, mm. right? If I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To... And there is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright, we we'll go to the next question. Alright, and... Okay, um... Okay, our next question is... David Fincher and CGI... He is a director yes. who actually has a lot of expertise in, yes. in CGI and VFX. Uh, he actually, if I'm not wrong, he worked on Star Wars as an as, as a digital artist or or VFX artist, if I'm not wrong. Okay. Uh, and and in his films, the people can't actually really notice where he uses CGI and where he doesn't. For example, the the girl with the dragon tattoo, the girl has a small triangle cut on her hair. Uh, it's actually CGI. It's not done by makeup. Yes. So David Fincher is known for like yes, knowing yes. when to use hidden visual effects. effects. You know, yes. Uh, yes. Actually, there's a lot in social media. visual effects. Yeah, and yeah. Social network as well. And in fact, there can be certain shots or entire uh, shots that yes. are actually in full CGI. Even Zodiac, Zodiac also, there's a lot of CGI. Yeah, and uh, exactly. in the making. Yeah. Like the set is like, yeah. mostly like the background is CG. Yeah. So that's like, whoa. But you mm. won't notice it, you know, because it's hidden uh, so well. Right, because he know. So, so let's talk a bit about that, about how he, you know, he, David Fincher is CGI mm-hmm. versus the other directors who who uh mm-hmm. especially with no CGI background about how their works about how his his films stand out with the use of CGI. Okay, I think because he's uh, no, because he's he's going for perfection, he's a very perfectionist like I think even the tiny tiny details is very particular about and in CG, you know, like even a slight like off lighting also it will be quite obvious with CG you know because the lighting have to match everything have to match so I think because of that mm. like he has like I think he set it up in a way that he knows he's going to be a CG background 
and then instead the lights and the actors and the blocking everything to it because sometimes maybe people will be like okay we just should be and right. just add a CG background and just do something else later which is when you will look really off mm. and, just, and it's not most of the time it's not the right. main focus the CG so you won't really focus on it but even though when you focus on it you won't notice it's CG because it's really good but the actual, it's normally will be like unless right. un, I mean besides social network where you know because the twins is like the you know the foreground and everything but most of the time it's like the CG works are the background and stuff so you won't really notice it but it's still like done to perfection uh, thanks to the, like like you say you know you work with a good team and they knows what you want and then the way the blocking and everything was set up perfectly to like hidden visual effects and stuff yeah right right so uh, like you mentioned uh, the Sakesh. okay before you go on to uh, okay, I think uh, okay I didn't know he was using visual effects for most of the space because most of them can be like basically practical effects la. and mm-hmm. and I think all of us here we kind of prefer practical effects sometimes like for yes. example Mad Max uh, yes. a lot of them were actually practical effects and on yes. a set shit la. they don't really, yes. it's not really visual effects yeah. Um, but that being said, I special is special effects. Yeah, right? special effects. Uh, yeah. but that being said, I think David Fincher uses his uh his effects very well. Uh, smartly, yeah, smartly, smartly. Yes. And I think the only time where we actually notice is when you know, like Fight Club, uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. You know those wacky movement. Yeah, I mean that one is obviously uh, yeah. That one is button. yeah. You can kind of tell. CG CG plays a big yeah. part in it, like. But you can kind of tell, but yeah. it's it's not distracting enough for mm. you to turn off and walk away. Mm, yeah, mm, mm. and I feel like like visual effects, right? You can actually have uh more control, like for blood. You cannot you cannot like wait you okay. Let's say you want a blood, right? Or let's say like we slash someone and you want the blood to splash all over, right? You have more control doing that in visual effects mm. rather uh, than, than doing yeah. practical. So I feel like that is much more what he's trying to go for. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and also I was Good also point. like yeah, very, yeah. very like like surprised he actually used CGI on Mindhunter and even uh, House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mindhunter. Yeah, yes, and yes. I feel like okay lah, yeah. you get you got more control and I prefer his style of CGI compared to you know, some other directors where they use CGI for the sake of it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah, but I, no, it's, it's, I'm not trying to say that they are using mm. it wrongly. It's just that I prefer David's CGI more because it's much more like, hey, you don't really notice the CGI there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He knows how to blend practical. Yeah, there's still a, there's still a set CGI. CGI. You know, they are doing the set, but just a background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than like the entire thing is easy, you know, like right. just on green screen. He knows mm-hmm. he knows the limits and where he can yeah. use them to his advantage. It's most uh like for, for, for those who are listening, like the one of the most like basic ways to to, to bring less notice to like CGI but like shots or uh items in the shot. Mm-hmm. Low-key lighting is mostly used so yeah. that not a lot yeah. of detail can be seen. Okay, for those who have watched Seven in cinemas, unfortunately not me, uh, David Fincher actually sent out a formal request to all uh, cinema owners and projectionists from requesting uh, them to sh- 
show the film in 12 Lamberts, 12 foot Lamberts for the film to be properly enjoyed. The reason being that is he wants to create a much darker look for the film. Uh and 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 that it com- so that it complements the certain subject matter to the film. Uh, for those who are not sure of how dark twelve foot uh twelve Lamberts is, uh, usually films are shown in uh about sixteen Lamberts. That is how bright the screen is when it's viewed in a dark, uh, in 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 a cinema basically. So. Shelf Lambert's is way below uh what is considered to be uh normal brightness to watch a film in. So this was him in 1995, where he he wants all the cinema to to have that much of precision over how his film is shown. And now we fast forward to 2020 where his latest film Mank released on Netflix, which means there's no control over how his film is being watched. Maybe it could be either in a cinema that that would project the film, uh, or in fact, it can even be viewed on a 13-inch laptop or even your 6-inch screen on your phone. And you can, in fact, control the brightness of, of, of your screen depending on the location you're in. So let's talk a bit, let's talk a bit about how that has changed in the last 20 years. Maybe you can start off with uh, this. So like how has his, um, like, you know, him as a uh, yeah, yeah. filmmaker is okay with But I think it's like modern times require modern yeah. solutions. You can't. You just, that time was, that time was, yeah. Now it's digital. Okay. And uh, like right now, okay. okay, even right now, right, if uh, as an editor or you want to export a certain video, right, you need, you need to consider a lot of factors, not just cinema, not just the theaters. You need to consider laptops, yes, you need correct. to consider phones, correct. because they all have their own different, like, you know, color profile, screen resolution, yes. shit like that, you know. There's a lot of technical yeah. shit. Um, I feel mm-hmm. that if you know what you are, you, you, if you know your work has to be projected in this certain way, then you have every right to ask for, ask for that kind of shit, you know. And even like Matrix, uh, a lot of people thought that, mm. you know, there's something wrong with the film, right? But it was intentional. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> it was intentional to have, have it in the, you know, that, that kind of green filter, you know, kind of look. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, if, yeah. as a filmmaker, if okay. you know yeah. what you want, you let the audience enter your into your mindset and you know, explore the world together lah. I feel like David Fincher yeah, like yeah. he knows what he wants he requested yeah. what he wants yes. like if he never get that okay oh. he asked what he asked for it so okay. ah, yeah okay. so uh, like I said like I okay. think modern time requires modern uh, solutions lah. that's what I can say yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. nice meme yeah our echoes are this one you just okay. flim versus Maybe. digital you know last time yeah obviously you know like uh he wanted people to watch it the way he mm. envisioned it. You know, how yeah, Nolan ended. Yeah, how Nolan, you know, Nolan, <laughs> even for a tenant, he said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know, like, I think David Fincher is not as much as, uh, like, he loved 
Yeah, he loves. He, I mean, I think he still like Tyler, but not as much as Nolan, you know. But you know, times have changed, so but the quality hasn't dropped. So yeah, you know, that's mm. the thing. It's still the same quality thing. It's just the way it looks. And like Saki says, you know, if you win your phone, look different. Mm. If you win your laptop, it look different. Yeah. So ultimately, your choice, ah, uh, whether you, how you want to see it, if you want to see the best. Obviously, so, go for the biggest, the biggest screen possible. Right? Yeah. Not just the biggest screen, but the better screen, you know. All right. Ah, yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. So, yeah. Right. I think it's a two-way thing. I think in the future, uh, it's it's no doubt that more movies are going to be releasing on 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 mm. our laptops yeah. and TVs, you know. Um, and that has also been like catalyzed by the pandemic, forcing people to filmmakers to release their features on 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 Netflix or other streaming platforms. Yeah. Uh, I think then that there also comes another responsibility from this laptop or uh, you know this uh, laptop makers like Samsung, Apple, and all that. Uh, okay, example the MacBook Pro, which clearly they would know so that the quality the of it. People are gonna be watching films on okay. laptops, and yeah, and the quality yeah, of the screen will also have to match up to support the street standard where and the vision. Right, and and in a way, it kind of already has taken into that step with like you know many mm-hmm. devices now supporting like Dolby Atmos, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, audio. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Even your your headphones. I mean, another director that I can actually like kind of so um is I think Scorsese, like Irishman. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he always yeah. complain about you no. Know, uh, before that, I can't remember what he was complaining about. Marvel movies, are not just Marvel movies. movies. He always complained about certain stuff, but he has his own take on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was against. Like, some, some, some are just. Well, I mean, they reported it wrongly, like, yeah. but, but some of them, yeah. like, like streaming, like, like you know, streaming, like Netflix and shit like that. Mm-hmm. He was kind of not say against it. He was, he was like pretty mm-hmm. upset that he's taking over cinema, but eventually he kind of I won't say joined, but he understand that this is the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Irish man, voila. And I think it's very I mean, hard. if if you if you have a big fucking TV, right? You're watching your big fucking TV, yeah. I know, it will give you the same not I mean obviously not the same experience as theater is different, but as long as you got the best TV, oh, you know, and then the sound system and everything, yeah. you will have experience, you know. So or oh, unless you are yeah. a senior and a vice president or a certain club and manage to get the full theater to yourself. Ah yeah, yeah. Voila. Watching your watching watching your watching your school or something, you know, with the big screen and stuff, <laughs> yeah. like, you know. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible to fully, to fully less yeah, but, yeah. on the theater. Because I, I, I don't like when some people when we say streaming, people immediately think of players to the laptop. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not just a laptop. That. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's in TV and stuff. Or, I think I came to the point where if you want to watch yeah. like films on a phone, yeah, sure, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, go yeah. yeah, yeah. But the experience you yeah, get, it's different You know, yeah, yeah. Maybe you, after watching it, then you realize, oh shit, I actually have to watch mm-hmm. this in a bigger screen. Yeah, maybe that you watch nothing, it again. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing wrong in watching it, but the preferred one is like you know to watch it in a better screen. At the end of the day, story is king, man. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Can I yeah. also point out something? So, uh, in seven, right? You know the last. Scene? Come on, let's let's do one more question. Come on. You know the last. Let's continue. Last part. The last okay, scene come. where you know sure. Brad Pitt. Have to face Kevin Spacey, 
Uh, and then yeah. Morgan Freeman is over there then they ask what's mm. in the box you know that yeah in the film right they actually never reveal yeah, it yeah. they never show the audience yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But, but a lot of people swear mm. they, they actually saw her head I think and also one and the one person well, right, that actually got surprised I... that she actually said that she actually saw the head was my lecturer she when oh, she showed okay. us seven for the first time, you were like, I was like, whoa, I'm mind blown and shit. Then she was telling us that, oh, she actually saw the head. I was like, no, there's no head. Mm. Yeah, we even, I even like, took the CD, you know, the DVD, sorry, and then uh, review frame by frame just to see what they can see. Don't oh, have, right? So, this is David's feature. It's just that make he think, it make the very... people think that he actually, they actually yeah, saw Yeah, because it. all the violence that like, happened off screen. Yes, yes, correct. So, yes. So you as, as an audience have yeah, to... Yeah, it's know. fucking hate, guys. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Doesn't spoon feed the audience. Feeling the blind. Yes, yes. Yeah, it... It's a very common, I think, psychological trick that, like, 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 where people think that... Uh, this one happens over, like, many years or so. Like, example, like, oh, you thought that this brand was... Intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A certain way yeah. or, like, pronounced a certain way, but then you realize that, eh, it, it's... I think it falls into that area, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Eh? Like, you know, how, like, you, 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 I actually thought that wait, there was a hit yeah but yeah that actually is uh, and I can actually yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I can visualize yeah, 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 that yeah. shot you know correct that top that top down shot yes. into the yeah. uh, static shot into the box with wow okay someone can imagine it's very good it's a yeah cool even cool. the whole my hunter thing uh have you guys watched my hunter yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. I realize now the opening yeah, yeah, is actually you, changing like, the... Uh all the oh, uh, the stuff that happened in the show he happened like off screen. But then yes. still yeah. can kind of like feel disgusted that this Yes. I thought yeah. it's so good, man. But I I'm yeah. really upset that they stop. Uh. You know they stop, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Netflix. Come on, well, I won't blame Netflix, uh, but I blame the audience. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the viewers, yeah. you know. It's, I mean, ultimately, it's still down to the viewership yeah. and stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. But there's one spin scene speaking in Mindhunter in season but two. Mm-hmm. They'll be investigating a guy in a car and you won't even see his face at all. But then you'll be hearing the stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Some, but the, his face will be totally out of yeah, focus yeah, yeah, yeah. because he'll be sitting behind. But then somehow uh, we just think of, I was just imagining there's a face and you know like how it looks like and stuff or like whoa you know because we have enough information to just you know make mm-hmm. it, just create the whole picture in our yeah. mind yeah and not in a way of exposition I mean in a way mm-hmm. it, it is exposition now yeah but it's, it's not just dropped on us like a like a bomb like that, you know it's like delivered in a very meticulous way mm-hmm. yeah Right, right, right. Okay, and for the viewers, uh, there's actually a very uh, uh, there's actually a mini podcast where we talk about David Fincher and his music videos, which is not going to be released on this podcast. It's somewhere on the internet. It's it's a link hidden with the parasites black and white version. <laughs> On one two three movies dot com. 
<laughs> if you find it, just listen. If you find it, just a gift. <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we all go, before we yeah. end off, right? I just want to know. I'm just curious, right? The movie, the game. Have you ever watched the game? Yes, mm. yes. Right? I like it. The game. Yeah. The game, yeah. Oh, no, no, it's like what? Yeah. I mean, the don't count alien, alien, alien three. Second. Like. Okay. All right. Yeah, the game. Yeah, we've uh, shit. Yes. Douglas. Yes. Have you watched it? Yeah. yeah. I think okay, it's super okay. underrated. Yes. No. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, feel like yeah, it's so yeah, underrated yeah. because of the theme. Like, okay. it's just like, it's something you can relate to. And I think yeah. there's a, a issue you can relate to the guy. It's underrated because of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, that is the point yeah. of <laughs> But I like yeah, it. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, the title itself is like a... Gives off, but, but the game. it's a good film. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch good. it. I don't expect I like I mean maybe Never. because of 7 okay. that's why the expectation okay. kind of like went high yeah 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 but Could don't be, expect 7 yeah. again because 7 is just 7 how Zodiac is Zodiac mm. you know and how of Cards is how mm. I mean go yeah. with an empty mind you know just enjoy the yeah. film for it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you'll like it just quite yeah. yeah okay okay anything else but We have to watch Mink. And before we end off, uh, yes. uh, what, what? next week, Mink. What's the title you give for the watch show? Watch it. Over Exim. 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 Wow. Yeah. Just just to say something. Yeah. This is a quote for David Fincher himself. Everything seems really simple on paper until you take a camera out of the okay. box. Yeah, and with that. Oh yeah. Yes. Can I also can I also give one more quote by him? Okay, um you don't know what directing is until you have five shots to take. Oh. Before the sun sets and you oh, have time for it. Can, can I say one last one? Last one. I forgot. You can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah, good night, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. Hope you guys liked it. If you guys have any comments or suggestion, you can find us in Instagram at Nerds Are Talking and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerds Are Talking Podcast. Keep supporting us and we will see you next week.